Today we're going to uh, jump into the Word of God. We're going to look again, we're studying the book of Ecclesiastes. And so today, if you would stand with me as I pray, we're going to be studying from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. But stand with me and let's pray and then I'll have you to be seated and we'll jump right into the Word. Today, God, we are again in this place and as we have this morning been honoring and worshiping you we need to hear the word of god and so today speak into our very lives our very being may we honor you by how we live and what we do while we are not saved by our deeds we are rewarded because of our deeds it is the blood of christ that saves us we cannot claim any of our good works as good enough to earn us into the very kingdom of God that we can say because of the blood of Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross for me because of what he's done in covering my sin I can say that I can stand before the Lord free not guilty because of Christ and so today we are praying that those who have not yielded to the will of God will say yes to you, accept the free gift that you offer. Now give us ears to hear. We honor you and bless your holy name today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. For those who have not met Sapphire, Sapphire, if you would just raise your hand and say hello. She is um, <laughs> from Atlanta, but she's here on assignment. Um, and we want to thank God for bringing her back safely from her cold hometown, she said. It was cold. <laughs> Very cold. Thank you, those who are going to be helping to bring things upstairs. In your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. But, Tarly, it is again, I am always glad to see you when you are here. I know that that time is coming to an end soon when you will be heading back to your studies. It's a normal state. And I'm not going to tell you how many days are left for your vacation, but they are coming to an end. <laughs> I'm going to be reading from the ESV, and we have it on the board. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. And this is what it says. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate time for war and a time for peace. As a title, 
for this message I have given when time changes. When time changes. Every person on earth has been allotted the same amount of time each day. You have only 60 seconds in a minute and 60 minutes in an hour. You cannot change time. You cannot add to, nor can you take away time. It has been fixed by God. What you do with the time that you have makes all the difference in the world. Promises are made and promises are often broken. Many people say, if I only had more time. In this poem that Solomon lays out, he notes there are things that happen in this life that really are unavoidable. And what he lays out is a contrast of opposites. He lays out and states, th and states things that one can expect to experience in this life. In this life, there are times when things just change. And as long as you are here, you can really expect this to be a part of your life. I know there are some people who don't like change. Right here, she says. <laughs> change is not easy, but change is necessary. Point one, what can I look forward to? What can I look forward to? You can always look forward to twice a year when the area in which we live, in which it is going to get darker sooner. Comes October, you can expect it to be dark around 5.30. About April, you can expect the time to be extended so that it gets darker later. You can expect that to happen. There's nothing that you can do. There are some people who say, I wish... They would just leave the time element alone. Stop falling back on the time and hour. Just leave it the same. But the weather, the atmosphere, the time changes. It is set from the very foundations of God's creation. You cannot change it. How you handle the events in your life will often determine how, how productive you are. You see... There are times when I know I waste time. Sometimes it's good to just waste time. But when you should not be wasting time, that's not a good thing. There are some times on Sunday when I, when I go home and I will sit on my couch and put up the recliner and I will sit there for hours. My day on Sunday, I can try to relax. Watch some TV. Watch the inside of my eyelids. Get up, get something to eat. Go back and sit down again. Then I get so tired that I don't even want to get up and go to bed. Oh, I've got to get up. And so I'll sit there just a few more minutes, and lo and behold, here it is, 1 o'clock in the morning. I've got to go to bed, but I don't want to because I'm too sleepy to get up and go. But I need to go. Time. There are times when I stay up when I shouldn't have gone to bed hours ago and then I get up and say, I'm going to do better tonight. I'm going to bed at 7 o'clock tonight only to 
go to bed late again. Time. How you handle time and what you do with time is very important. There are some, some people who make promises that I'm going to change over time. One day I'm going to make some changes. But what I have come to discover is that if people don't plan to make changes, they will keep doing the same thing. If you don't set some goals and if you don't set some action steps about and the way you're going to accomplish it, you will be saying the same thing 10 years later and doing the exact same thing. Verse 1 says, there's a time for everything. In the book of Ecclesiastes, this chapter is one of the, is the most well-known chapter, these first eight verses in all of Ecclesiastes. A time for everything. Yet we need to understand that Solomon is not saying that there is ever a time to commit sin. There are some people who have misunderstood and misinterpreted this Bible, this word here, who think somehow since there's a time for everything, that means there's a time that we are allowed to go and sin. No, that's against God's nature. It's never okay, nor is it advocated that there is a good time to sin. While we are born in sin and we are shaped in iniquity, we have to remember that God has called us to live a life apart from sin, to come out of sin, and to live a life under his rulership. In the context of Solomon's words, he is dealing with things that are done under the sun. His focus primarily is looking at events on this side of eternity, in this life in which we live. There are times when we are always longing for something beyond and failing to grasp and take advantage of what we have right now. If only I could get whatever it is. When we fail to understand that God has placed time here, it really behooves us to take advantage of every opportunity that God has given us. Yes, it's great to be able to relax and do nothing. But when there comes a time when we should be focused on doing what God says and we squander that time, you'll never get that time again. We don't use scripture to advocate something that contradicts God's word. God is a very jealous God. He is a God who, who guards very carefully the relationship with his people. And so we have to understand that God has reserved a, a time that we are to be in his presence, and we should guard our time with him very carefully. I guard, try to guard very carefully what I do on Sunday. I try to guard very carefully when it comes to church, if I didn't show up and didn't call y'all, y'all be saying, where's pastor? I decided to stay home and not tell you. Some of you would be upset. Says, what, what makes you think you can stay here? We were waiting for you. Well, I wait for you too. Expectations. Time. My time as pastor and just as a member is to be in the presence. So I guard my Sundays. I know Satan is very busy on Sunday mornings, busy on Saturday nights, making plans and making preparation to try to keep you from being in the presence of God. Tell some of us, you've worked all week, you deserve a break. 
on Sunday. Between the hours of 11 to 1. As soon as 1.10 comes, you can then go and do what you want to do. <laughs> but between the hours of 11 and 1, you are just too sleepy, too tired. As soon as church is over, you can go. You grab all this energy and take all his time and go do what you want to do. Once a week. When we consider what God has given us, we need to understand and realize that we need to guard the time that God has given us. We need to say, no, 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 I don't do that. I can't. I can do it after this time. Oh, this is trying to take vacations. It's time to go places. But, but it should be something to where we look and say, you know, no, I can't do that at this time. They say, why? Because I need to be in church. There's a time for everything. When a child is born, that child has no idea that they have already, that it has already been predetermined the amount of days that he or she will have under the sun. That child has no idea that there is a fixed amount of days that they're going to live. We often see at funerals the sunrise and the sunset date of that person. As long as God tarries, there will always be for those born a sunrise and a sunset date that marks the close of days. In Isaiah chapter 38, there was a king by the name of Hezekiah who was told by Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, that get your house in order because you are going to die. And when Isaiah spoke to him these words, Hezekiah turned his face to the Lord and he began to cry, began to weep bitterly, told the Lord, I've been, I've been a good king. I've done this for you. I've honored you. I've served you. I don't want to die right now. And the Lord told Isaiah when he was walking through the courtyard, go back and tell him I'm adding 15 years to his life. But there came a time 15 years later when he still left this earth. There's a time to be born, a time to die. We know the story of Lazarus, the book of John, chapter 17, or rather chapter 11, beginning around verse 17, where Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, was very, very sick. And the Lord was a couple of miles away, and the Bible says that Lazarus died, and after Lazarus died, the Bible says that Jesus came to the place, but he stayed outside the city. And when Mary and Martha heard that he was there, Martha went to go see him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. The Lord told her, he'll live again. Oh, she says, I know that he'll live again in the resurrection. He says, I am the resurrection. And the life. And then she goes to get Mary. Time. Why did Jesus tarry? Why did Jesus wait? Mary said, if you had been here, Lord, my brother would not have died. The Lord waited four days after he died and then came. You see, God's timing does not match our timing. And it was the Lord who who had them to roll the stone away where Lazarus was in the tomb and called Lazarus forth out of the tomb. And some people said, but Jesus, 
Lord, he's he's already been dead for four days. By now, his body is decomposing and he smells. He says, didn't I tell you that you would see a miracle today? And the Lord called Lazarus from the tomb. But Lazarus had to die again because there's a time to be born and a time to die. And even though, though he was raised by Christ, it was the thing that you need to note. It was God's timing. Not the people's timing that determined what he was going to do. Bible says in verse 3, there's a time to kill and there's a time to heal. This is not talking about just wars. What Solomon is talking about is that there is a time that we experience everything under the sun. A time for healing. You know, there are times when people have been told that they're going to be healed, they're body is going to be healed. They've been waiting and waiting and nothing seems to happen. Well, everybody doesn't get healed on this side of eternity. It has nothing to do with your faith. It has everything to do with the fact that in this world, on this side, there are times when the Lord says, no, I'm not going to bring healing to your body. And so we must at times deal with sickness. We at times deal with suffering. We at Times deal with pain. And there are sometimes there are people that are beat up because they're told you didn't have enough faith to be healed. No, sometimes the Lord says, I'm going to bless you even through your sickness. There are times when people are in so much pain that they don't know what to do. And sometimes they lose hope because they say there's no Future. There are people sometimes who get so down and so depressed because they have no hope that things will ever change. But Solomon says there are opposites. There are times when people are healed and there are times when people are sick. There are good days and there are days when things seem to go in the opposite direction. But it all depends on is your trust and your faith in the Lord that he's able to take care of everything. Of all that Solomon says, we need to understand that when time changes, there are certain events that one can expect to take place. We at times often try to avoid things in life. We spend our time trying to avoid those negative things. It's going to happen. Some of those things are going to take place. There are some people that, that's, that's trying to avoid all the things in life, not realizing those are some of the things that you need in order to propel you and help you to get to the next point in life, the next stage of your life. There are some people that's trying to avoid everything. And it's the Lord sometimes that says, no, I need you to go through. There's a season that I need you to be able to go through this because on the other side is your blessing. And there are times when we are trying to avoid it. No, Lord, I don't want to go that way. He says, no, that's the way I'm taking you. But if we learn to remember and understand this, it's not because you've necessarily done something wrong, because that just may be the season and the time in your life. Changes happen, and what do you do when changes take place? Solomon lists out, excuse me, several things in these first eight verses, opposites. But if you know, many people try to avoid all of the things. And I try to avoid them as well. But inevitably, you're going to go through. And when you go through, what do you do? (laughs) 
So when there is changes in time, my question to you then is, what changes are taking place within you? What happens with you when time changes? Are there changes that you are allowing yourself to go through? Or are you so busy trying to resist the change that there's no growth, there's no changes, nobody going to change me. I, this is just me. This is who I am. I don't change for nobody. Nothing's going to change me. Well, there are things that can change us. You see, because if you're not in the business, if you're not in, in, the, in the habit of making changes, then you won't be able to experience the very thing that God has already planned for your life. And you will find yourself repeating the same things over and over again. You see, because when you go through things, there should be a degree of change that happens so that when you go through something, you can look back and say, you know what, I went through that, and, and now I don't, have to re- I don't have to think about how I'm going to respond. I've gone through it, and I've learned a valuable lesson. I wouldn't have had this lesson if I hadn't gone through Now, I'm not saying it's pleasant going through certain things, but it's necessary. There's a time. Let's continue on. There's a time to embrace, part B of verse 5, and a time to refrain from embracing. Now, I wouldn't want to be married to a person who told me they love me so much and they wouldn't do anything. I love you, wouldn't work, wouldn't go anywhere. I love you, wouldn't take care of the house, nothing. I just, oh, I love, I'm just so, I'm just so in love with you, but I can't do anything. That's not the type of love. No, 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 sorry. Love, it propels you to do something that's in the best interest of that other person. The answer is, I'm sorry, but no, I love you still. Everything can't be a yes. There are certain things that are no. I love you so much. Over you're going to just stay, stay here all day and embrace you. No. Leave. Please. There are some times when even couples need some time away from each other. Isn't it, wonder, isn't it wonderful when you, when you can, if you're married, you can come home and you enjoy coming home rather at the end of the day thinking, oh, Lord, I've got to go home now. Worked all day, messed up, and then now I got to go home. No. You don't want that. You want to be able to say, oh, I get to go home. We need to understand that there are things that we can experience and we embrace and we show our love by what we do. Now, one of the things that we need to know that in this poem that Solomon gives, Solomon is not looking at things necessarily in a theological uh, framework But he is just looking at life at how it is. There are certain things that some people make so spiritual. You talk to them and everything is, oh, hallelujah, bless the Lord. No, just talk to me. Praise the Lord, brother. How you doing? Oh, hallelujah, God is so good. How's your day? Oh, the Lord is moving me. Can you say hi, hello? It scares me when some people are so holy that they can't have a conversation with you. Just, how you doing? And everything is spiritual. No, just talk to me. There's a time for everything. Yes, we at times can have those type of deep conversations in religion, but there are some times they say, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing good. There's some people that I try to avoid who everything is spiritual. No, oh, they're coming. I got to go the other way. How you doing? I'm I'm good, I'm good. 
When time changes, when time changes, well, we need to learn to embrace change. We need to learn to embrace the things that are difficult to accept. We at times want things to be easy. It can't always be easy. If a person wants to build up muscle, they've got to go through some strain and some trouble and some problems. I went walking the last two days. Not long ago, my foot had been bothering me. I hadn't been able to walk as often as I would like to. But I went walking Friday because my wife and daughter had gone walking on Friday. And I was planning to come home and watch the Warriors. That was my, my, my goal. I'm coming home to watch the game. And so my daughter had went and got her little niece, um, uh, Galilee, and she loved going on the walk. So they had gone walking, and, and I got home, and Galilee was there, and Sherelle. And so I went upstairs and preparing to watch the game. And, and, and my wife, wife was walking really slow, and I kind of said, why, how far did y'all walk today? And there was no answer. Huh. Must have walked a long distance today. She has time to have pain in her body, but she and she told me how far they walked. I said, "Oh no, I can't watch no game tonight. I've got to go walking. I can't have you out doing me that way." I haven't been able to walk. I went on a walk that night by myself. Got home the next day. I was in so much pain. On a fast walk, I'm going I'm to walk, Lord have mercy. It was good because I, I was able to get some benefits. And then I went walking again last night. It had been a while. Been walking. We went walking last night. It was cold out there. But I went walking again last night. Why? Because there are some changes that I need to see. And if I don't take the time to even go through the pain, I'm not going to be able to experience What I want to see. You see, even when it comes to your walk with God, God is not going to be always pouring out blessings on top of you that you might expect it to be. There's going to be some struggles and some pain. There's going to be some difficulties going through. But you know what? There is a benefit down the road that he has for you. Stop running from the changes that God has. There is a time for everything. There's a time to be able to experience just wonderful blessings, and there's a time for pain because on the other end, there's a marvelous reward that you could never have imagined. When you look at verse number 8 of what Solomon says, that bring this to a close for today, it is what we call, or the what theologians and what some of the commentators call a chiastic. It is a chiastic statement, verse number 8. I mentioned it before and I'll explain. It is a statement, when you look at some writings, it, it deals with what we call a parallel statement. In the Bible, oftentimes, you will see phrases often repeated. You will see it said one way. And then underneath it, you will see it said again. Sometimes when you see something repeated, it is put there for emphasis. But with a parallel statement, a chiastic statement or chiasm is a parallel statement that has been inverted. And what that means, it takes a statement 
says it again, but it then reverses the order and how it's stated. Let me show you as we bring this to an end. Look at verse number 8. He says, a time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. In that first part of it, you can leave it up there, a time to love goes into the next part down below. Love and peace, you would say, go together. And when you have war and hate oftentimes go together. So in a chiastic statement, it takes a statement and then just kind of reverses the order. It parallels, it's parallel, but it reverses it. And what you find is that in the first verse, as well as the eighth, you find the kind of this play on words, this, this parallel statement that he mentions, and then he flips it around. When you look at the word of God, God's word oftentimes will repeat things over again for emphasis. You would ta- at times find in the Psalms this principle and carried out in Proverbs where it states a principle and then reverses it. You see, Solomon, and just in his nature and just as a man, very wise, just noticed things and saw things. But as we look next time at the verses down below, verses 9 through 15, it follows up on these first eight verses and kind of expands more um, on it. But one thing that you need to keep in mind with Solomon In his concluding remarks that he's understanding that whatever we do, it needs to be done with the understanding that we do it with and for the glory and honor of God, even when we eat and when we drink. Because I told you last time, there are some people who can't eat nor drink with satisfaction or joy. It's God who gives joy. There are some times when a person can't even enjoy their meal because there's worry. There's stress. There's all kinds of things. But, but, what, but what Solomon's main point is, is that we've got to understand that without God, you really don't have anything. Everything is vanity. And even though you experience all these things, and he goes on to say, I just find that it's better to eat, drink, and enjoy life. And this, too, comes from the Lord. As we conclude, there's a time for everything under the sun. Time comes. Changes happen in life. And I have to ask you this. So when time changes, will there be changes in your life? What changes really are you making today? What's happened in your life to say, you know, there are some changes that I need to make personally. And I'm willing to go through whatever needs to happen, whatever God needs to take me through, I'm willing to go through it. Are you really willing to do that? Are you really willing to say, God, what what do you have for me? And in conclusion, I'll say this. As I mentioned, at times past, God has a very specific plan for each person's life. It has already been predetermined what God has for you. The question now is, is God allowed to do in your life what he has already predetermined to do? Or are you blocking him? Say, nope, no changes here, Lord. Closed territory. Are you allowing God to do the work that he needs to do? Would you stand to your feet? When time changes, when time changes, 
Would you bow your head and close your eyes for a moment, please? If you were to take an evaluation just of your life right now, would you say that you are making the most of your life and you've taken the opportunity and the changes that God has done and is doing? That you're taking those times and allowing God to do what he needs to do? Are you really trying to block him from doing what he wants to do in your life? Is God able to make the changes in your life without your permission? Do you allow him the freedom just to do what he needs to do? To bypass your own thinking and what you think is best. Say, God, I'm your vessel, just do it. And if you're not willing to do that, why not? God knows what's best. Why don't we give him access fully to make the changes in time? I want you to ponder that this morning. Lord, in this place as we looked at the words of Solomon and we evaluate our life, all of us have been given the same amount of time each day. And so what do we do with the time that you have given us, the changes that needs to take place? What do we do with that time? We're praying today that you will help us to be open to whatever you want to do. That you will move in us in ways that blows our mind, allows us experiences that we never knew before, because you are a God who has no limits. You have already planned and orchestrated the best plan possible for us. May we not interfere, but allow the work that needs to happen and the changes that needs to occur in our very lives. Help us to love you beyond all measure. Help us to guard very carefully that which you have entrusted to us. And help us to be very faithful to the cause of the Savior. We do honor you today, and as we leave this place, may we ponder and consider that there is a time for everything under the sun. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. May God bless you. May the Lord bless you.